Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast God's Holy Word. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 67, and we're going to take a look at Exodus chapter 11. So let's go ahead and dive into this puppy. And again, I am reading from the amplified amplified, excuse me, version of the Bible. It is a good one. So let's see here. It says, "Then the Lord said to Moses." So again, he's speaking to Moses. So God does speak to us. That's beautiful. Then the Lord said to Moses, "I will bring yet one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt." You know what's interesting is that whenever bad people are associated with anybody else, everybody suffers. That's why if you keep bad company, bad things, I'm not saying it will happen to you, but it's one of those things if you keep bad company, it is a reflection of you. And whatever company you keep, if they suffer, you suffer. You know, Egypt suffered because of their pharaoh and because of the religion that they were practicing and they were willingly practicing a pagan religion. So needless to say, just think about this, if their pharaoh had said, "You know what? We repent." We recognize that the God of the Hebrews is the one true God. We are no longer going to be pagan. They could have repented. They could have destroyed all their idols and they could have kept the Israelites. They could have freed them. They could have had them just live there and be free people or they could have given them freedom of movement basically. Hey, you can have a home here in Egypt or you can go back to your homeland, but you're free people. Here's the thing. Whenever people are enslaved, they don't do as good a job as when they're free. An example of this is the difference between socialism and capitalism. You know, the United States is one of the only countries on the planet that is truly capitalist. That's why we are so wealthy, we have so many freedoms. And for those that think, "Oh, that's not true." Well, I strongly encourage you to to look up the GDP, the gross domestic product the numbers associated with the United States and compare those numbers with every other country on the face of the earth and we are still number 1 so it's one of those things that it's very important to be careful who you keep company with because whoever you keep company with is a direct reflection of you and your choices so it says again i will bring yet one more plague on pharaoh and on egypt after that he will let you go When he lets you go, he will most certainly drive you out of here completely. Speak so that all of the people of Israel may hear, and tell every man to ask from his neighbor and every woman to ask from her neighbor articles of silver and articles of gold. The Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. I love that so much. I'm going to underline it. The reason why I love it is because that reminds me that God gives us favor even with our enemies. So why are you fearful of your enemy when God can suppress them, break them and give give you everything that they own? God will pay you back a hundredfold for whatever bad things your enemy does to you. Now on the flip side of that, because every coin has two sides, if you are the enemy inflicting pain on God's people, The only thing that will come will come on you a hundredfold are repercussions and judgment. Because to punish God's people is extremely bad. Goes on to say, moreover, the man Moses was greatly esteemed in the land of Egypt, both in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. 
Then Moses said, "Thus says the Lord." So he's making a declaration. He's letting them know, "Hey, this isn't just coming from my toenails. This is coming from the Lord." So this is very important. Thus says the Lord, "At midday I am going out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land, the pride, hope, and joy of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill." and all the firstborn of cattle as well there shall be a great cry of heartache and sorrow throughout the land of Egypt such as never been such as never been before and such as shall never be again but not even a dog will threaten any of the israelites whether man or animal so that you may know without any doubt and acknowledge how the lord makes a distinction between egypt and israel i'm going to underline that I love that. It says so that you may know without any doubt and acknowledge how the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. We are God's people. You know, we are not pit people. We are palace people. You know, just because someone throws you in a pit that doesn't mean you belong there. goes on to say all these servants of yours will come down to me and bow down before me saying get out you and all the people who follow you after that i will leave and he left pharaoh in the heat of anger woo then the lord said to moses pharaoh will not listen to you so that my wonders and miracles may be multiplied in the land of egypt i love that have you ever noticed that bad people don't like to listen to good people and they don't like to be called out on their bad behavior i have a relative like this they never listen to me they never listen and they always try and push their behavior back on everybody else except them pharaoh is doing the exact same thing goes on to say moses and aaron did all these wonders and miracles before pharaoh yet the lord hardened pharaoh's heart and he did not let the israelites go out of his land very interesting You know, for those that think that you don't have any power whatsoever, right here it totally disproves that negative thought of yours. It says Moses and Aaron did all these wonders, miracles before Pharaoh. Now, could Moses and Aaron do that on their own? No. Why? Because they're human. They had to have a divine connection. That divine connection was with God. You know, what's interesting is that Egypt had these sorcerers basically wickets uh wizards um people that cast spells and incantations you know they were able to do some things very minimal but that was not true power it's basically a card trick it's almost like magicians and technically that's what they were they were wickets and they were also magicians you know our heavenly father is not a magician and he's not a wicket He is the one true God and that's why he hates and abhors all these false religions. So you know what's interesting is that I remember in high school and I think I've told this story before. I was in high school and there was this really good-looking guy. He was probably 2 years older than me, but he was atheist. He was kind of a mean atheist actually. And usually atheists are not mean. Usually atheists to me can sometimes be way nicer than Christians. 
But this guy, he loved to try and argue with me. He loved to try and get me riled up every day about God's holy word. And I wasn't even a Bible thumper. I didn't even take my Bible to school because I was there for schooling. I wasn't there for a Bible study. But somehow some way he knew that I was very much in tune with the Bible and that I believed in God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. And so whenever he got a chance, he would make it a point to come to one of my classes or talk to me in between classes whenever we're, you know, going through the hallways and things like that and he would always try and bait me. Always. And it never worked. If anything, it pushed me away from him. You know, I think he knew that I was attracted to him, but you know, physically he was very good looking. But spiritually he was grotesque to me because he had a hatred for God's holy word. He didn't convey it like it was hate. He actually fooled a lot of people, and the way that he fooled a lot of people was he would purposely study a lot of science. You know, evolution, um biology, science, like anything to try and take the place of God. And what he would do is he would specifically study different sciences and different subjects just to say, well, here's why that actually happened. It's not because there's a god. This actually occurs naturally in nature. And every single time I just looked at him like, wow, he is so desperate to disprove our heavenly father. It's sad. Like he doesn't even realize that he was made in the image of God and that the devil is just distracting him from his true calling in life, whatever that calling may be. See, here's the thing. God gives us all, you know, God-given talents and skill sets that that we are supposed to use for God's glory every day of our life. And that doesn't mean that everybody's going to be a priest. Well, nobody should be a Catholic priest, but that doesn't mean that everybody's going to be a preacher or a pastor or that everybody's going to be a big prayer warrior, you know what I mean? Like different people have different callings. But what the enemy loves to do, he loves to take what God gave us and use it for harm and make us think that God's not real. that he doesn't do anything except bad things. You know there's a uh, Ricky Gervais if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. I think he's either atheist or agnostic, I can't remember which one. But he was uh he had a comedy uh, show. He was going across the country or whatever and he can actually be really funny when he's not being sexually grotesque and weird. But he he said that God created AIDS and he's the one that is killing babies in Africa. So why would you believe in a god that does that? Well, here's the thing. We don't have a god that does that. And ever since he made that comment, I don't watch him. I don't even look at anything he says or does on Twitter or Instagram. And don't get me wrong, he can be really funny, but he likes to slip in those little cuts on the Christian faith. And what's interesting is that if it wasn't for the Christian faith, we wouldn't have freedoms. We wouldn't have democracy because it's only from a heavenly father that we have true freedom wherever we live. It doesn't matter what country you're in. So if you're living in a country where you are oppressed and you don't have a lot of freedom, look to what religious practices are being practiced and look to what kind of government is in charge of your country. So what's interesting is that you know the the Church of England 
think they're called Anglican, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but I forget what all they call themselves over there. But the Church of England is pretty large in terms of a church within England. In terms of the planet, they're, they're not really much to sneeze about. But, um, you know, the Church of England, it, they're very unique in that they left the Catholic Church because they were sick of the corruption in the Catholic Church. And also King Henry VIII wanted to marry a different woman, divorce his wife. Like, there were multiple reasons. It wasn't all for holy reasons. But the Catholic Church was pretty evil in the United Kingdom. And it was very corrupt, especially the priesthood there. So the Church of England, they're very similar to the Catholic Church in that they have saints um, and, and the way that they function and they, they, have, they don't have priests, they have vicars. And their vicars can marry, which I think is a good thing. Because I think one of the biggest mistakes in the Catholic Church is that they will not allow their priests to marry. And because of that, there is a lot of immorality in the priesthood. It's usually homosexual morality. Uh, homosexual immorality, excuse me. So... It's one of those things that you know, God gives us skills and talents that, that are to help the kingdom grow and to help save people. And also so that we have a better life, not a worse life. So God gives us those talents. Well, those talents and skill sets are not the same as wonders and miracles, not by any means. Because we don't, we don't have wonders and miracles That we produce like that. Now when Jesus comes to live in our heart. Yes we can raise people from the dead. Yes we can heal the sick. And we're supposed to do that. But that's because of the Holy Spirit. It's not because of our humanity. That we have that ability. It's because God with us. Emmanuel. When God lives in us and with us. We can do all things through Christ. And the only way that Moses and Aaron were able to do all the wonders and miracles they were able to do was because of the supernatural God that we serve. Because in our natural human state, we do not have supernatural ability. But when we give our life to God and we give our life to Jesus Christ, we have those, not only do we have those desires to do good, but we have the opportunity and the enhanced skill sets To do wonders and miracles on the face of the earth. Which is what we're supposed to do as believers of Christ Jesus. It always, surprised me, it always surprises me whenever people don't believe in miracles. They don't want people to be healed. And I'm just like, you know what? Have you ever... You know how I know that that kind of thinking is a lie straight out of the depths of hell? You know, I had a friend of mine who was way older than me. She was really sweet. Um, she was dying from cancer. I think she had lymphoma or something. I'm trying to remember which one she had. Um, but she was in hospice before she passed away. And she was in a really nice hospice facility. A lot of them, not so good. But this one was really nice. It was swanky, and they took really good care of her. And I remember walking in there, and... Death was very much present there. And I just thought, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt to bring in people that want to pray over these people and have them walk out of there alive and well. But the only, I guess, not sacristans, what are they called? Um, oh, it's not sacristan, what's the name? The people that pray for you that they hire. They're not ministers. I can't think of the right word. 
But anyway, they have, oh, it's like a pastoral care or something. I can't remember what the word is. But um, they have people that volunteer there that they're supposed to be like spiritual advisors for the dying. Whatever that word is, I can't think of it off the top of my head. And the lady that I knew that was in hospice there, she couldn't stand those people. She said they were Debbie Downer, that all they wanted to talk about was dying. And it's like, wow. News to say, my friend loved it when I came to visit because I never talked about death. I only talked about life. And whenever I talked about life, she, she had this new glow to her. But you know what's interesting is that whenever you are around death all the time, and that's all people talk about, you can take it to the bank that you're going to be dead soon. And she did pass away. And I just thought, you know, these are supposedly Christians that are working at these hospice centers that are supposed to be praying with the dying. And yet these people just feel like they're being given a death sentence. And that's not God's will for them. It is not. Like, would it hurt to be like Moses and Aaron and believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit? Like, like to believe in God and to work signs, wonders, and miracles wherever you are? I think that would be amazing. I think that we should have more spirit-filled, life-saving faith within people. And then those people go to these nursing homes and hospice places and heal those people, raise the dead, heal the sick, and get them out of there so that way they can live a long, wonderful life. No one wants to die in one of those facilities. It's hell. It's horrible. And I just, I felt so sorry for my friend, but I just, at the time, I felt helpless. But I made sure that whatever I did, it was positive around her. And I painted her a painting. Um, I think at the time I was Catholic, and I gave her some holy cards. And I was really starting to question my faith in terms of the Catholic Church at that time. So I thought, you know, it's very difficult to be Catholic and be positive at the same time. And that tells me that. I can't, I, I can't practice a religion that's negative. Because God is not the author of death. That's the enemy. And God wants us to live a long and wonderful life. But if you think that you're doomed and all you're around are people that are just negative, even in your last days on this earth, I mean, the last thing I want to be around are negative people, you know, whenever I'm passing away. Like, I, you know, me personally, I want to live to be well over 100, and I want to pass away peacefully in my sleep. And I want to pass away as a healthy person, not a shriveled up prune and, you know, looking all awful. You know, later on we'll see that when Moses passed away, he was super healthy. His eyes were not dim. He was physically fit. I mean, he climbed a mountain To, to know, well, he already knew, but he climbed up a mountain to go to where his resting place and where he would die. Like, how many old people do you know can climb a mountain, not be deaf, blind, or mute, and pass away peacefully in their sleep whenever they get to where they're going on that mountain? Like, how many people do you know that do that? I don't know any. And I've known a lot of people that have passed away. 
Almost every single person that I know that has passed away has passed away from something really horrible. It's very rare that it's just a peaceful passing. It's usually something bad. And that's not how we're supposed to pass away. That's that's not the the eternal design for our bodies. It just isn't. So just know that God wants what is best for you. You know, one of the things that always bugged me in the Catholic Church, and I'll close with this on this particular episode, is that the Catholic Church would, you know, they would try and promote people to pray for a happy death. Well, they were they were promoting or trying to get people to pray that and convince them to pray that when they're dying. And I'm like, no, if you don't want to die, don't pray for your death, even if it's a happy one. Pray for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My goodness, don't quit. You know that's sometimes churches like the Catholic Church, they they take something that yes people die yes that happens, but you should never encourage someone to die. You know what I would do? I'd, I'd be like, well, is there anything that you know you wanted to accomplish in your life before you know this event, before you going downhill in terms of your health? And almost everybody can think of something that they want to do. So I would turn that into a positive, and I'd say, "Well, why don't you do it?" Well, I'm dying. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Get out of that bed. Go live your life. See, that shocks people. And here's the thing: it shouldn't be shocking to want to live your life and to live it to the fullest, all the way up until you pass away. See, unfortunately, in our culture in the United States, and I think this happens in the United Kingdom as well, and it's so stupid because we're supposed to be the advanced society. It's like when people reach a certain age in terms of like being elderly, they are discouraged from living their best life. It's like, well, you're retired. You should slow down. You're gonna lose your hair. You'll need to have a hysterectomy. Um, you'll need to have your breasts removed. You know, you're probably gonna get uh, prostate cancer. Oh, you'll you'll need to get that. Um, colonoscopy. You might need to have your intestines removed because that's what happens when you get old. None of that kind of stuff happens to Moses. None of it. Like here's the thing. It's very important that we live out our entire lifetime for the glory of God. The entire lifetime, not till you retire at age sixty-five or whatever. Like you should still be living a very vigorous and enjoyable life, well past a hundred. I mean, why stop at seventy or eighty? You know, choose to live to like a hundred and fifty or something. Like, really, make a decision in your mind. I'm going to live my life to the fullest, and I'm not taking anything less than God's best. What have you got to lose but your misery? That's why I say, if you're dying or you know someone that's dying, instead of praying the prayer of a peaceful or happy death, which is bull, I could totally use a different word, pray for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and to get on with your life. Go see the Grand Canyon. Go see Niagara Falls. I mean, go to Acapulco. Go to Cancun. I mean, just just live it up. Go to Disney World. What are they going to tell you? No. I mean, seriously, live your life. 
It is so important that we live our life the way that God intended it. You cannot rely on this world or society to give you the best advice. Our heavenly Father gives us the best advice. And we know that because it says repeatedly, the Lord said to Moses. The Lord said to Moses, meaning God speaks. He's not silent. He's not some distant hateful god like what some of these stupid celebrities say. I mean, they're just they're living a lie. Why take advice from someone who doesn't believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit? Makes inappropriate sexualistic jokes that are just grotesque and tries to get people to doubt the goodness of God. And also they basically promote the death culture. Why side with entertainers when you can side with God because God is always on your side. You know what really disturbed me um with the elections of Obama and Biden? I mean they rightfully won, but the thing that bugged me was during um the election season People were just believing everything that came out of the mouth of any of these Hollywood actors and actresses and they acted like, you know, they are they are the be all and end all and we should just take their advice and vote who they say to vote for. And we should just believe everything that comes out of their mouth. And I just go, you know, that's not the will of our heavenly father. You're basically replacing God with people that most of them don't believe in God and if they do believe in God they have fallen away a lot of them because of their lifestyles that they choose which is very unfortunate but you know a lot of these movie stars that you know who are they to tell anyone how to vote see that's the arrogance they're like these little miniature pharaohs really they try and tell people how to vote and it's like you know what we have an electoral college for a reason It is to prevent any and all elitist within our country from controlling the outcome of the elections. That's why we have the electoral college. And what's interesting is that there are so many liberals and democrats they want to do away with the electoral college. Gee, do you really think those people believe in life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness? No. They think that life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness only belongs to them because they're elitist. They act like little pharaohs. And and that's not the American way, but above all, that's not God's way. God does not agree with hardly anything that's coming out of Hollywood right now. And Hollywood has been a a lost soul for a long time and that needs to change. I pray that it does because there actually are really good talented people in Hollywood. It's just that when when you get on the perverted train, everything becomes perverted. And me personally, I get sick of it. Like there's so many things I don't watch anymore. I've had to cancel subscriptions right and left. It's like, you know what? I'm so sick of them promoting this stuff that is garbage. It's garbage. Give me Andy Griffith any day or I love Lucy. I mean, it's just 
What happened to good wholesome shows that 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 don't plant these seeds of doubt about your faith and about your country? It's just ridiculous, but that's what a lot of these shows do. If that's what these shows do, is that really helping you to see who God really is? No, it's de- it's distracting you. It's deterring you from knowing the truth. So I encourage you, please discontinue your subscriptions to these streaming services that they do not promote what is appropriate. There was one subscription, I can't remember which one it was. It was promoting homosexuality like I I I was just so shocked. In almost every single show, it was something homosexual in it. And I'm like, do they not know that the average person is straight? Like, yes, we have homosexuals in the United States, but the population of homosexuality is very small. The majority of the population in the United States is heterosexual. So if the majority of the population in the United States is heterosexual, why are they promoting all these shows that are trying to force people or encourage people to agree with all these homosexual agendas when most people are not homosexual? See what they're doing is they're shaming and blaming heterosexual people. And some of them shame and blame Christians. because we don't believe that homosexuality is the is the right way to live. It in fact is not the right way to live. It actually is a sin in the eyes of God. Now that doesn't mean that they can't have life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness in the United States by all means they can. They can have they can have a job. You know, they can own property, things of that nature. I mean, we we do not ever want to act like the Middle East who kills these people because that is just insanely immoral to do such a thing. Vanilla's to say there are shows that they're trying to warp our mind and they're trying to push their agenda. Well, you know what? Whatever happened to focusing on what God wants us to think, say and do. Because it's only our heavenly Father that can save us in times of distress. The homosexual community cannot save you from despair. The the political far liberal left cannot save you from financial disaster. The socialist left cannot save your health care plan by having universal health care. It will destroy your health care plan with universal health care. Like we need to look to God for our provision. Not political empires, which I think is a true testament to what it's talking about here in Exodus, where you know, the Egyptian empire was very much a political empire. So when when God defeated and overthrew that pharaoh and his army he wasn't just defeating you know some guy on a throne he he was showing the entire world paganism is wrong homosexuality is wrong all this sexual promiscuity is wrong enslaving people is wrong especially God's people And God was showing people that you cannot look to an earthly empire to save you because that's not its job. Should we have empires and governments? Yes, because we do need law and order. 
The problem is when you have someone on the throne or in power that doesn't really care about the people. Pharaoh didn't care at all about the Israelites. He he made them suffer for 400 years and and previous pharaohs to this pharaoh. But see, here's the thing. If you if you look to government to save you from your oppression, you're not going to be healed or saved or released because most of the time it's your government that is oppressing you. Like it makes no sense to go to the devil and say, "Oh, would you please not torture me anymore and would you also please get me the medical care that I need?" That that that's not what the devil does. The devil only has one task really and something he loves to do and that is to steal, kill and destroy. So don't look to government for your solution. Look to God. That's what I get out of this. You cannot turn to pagan gods for help. They will never help you. They will always deceive you because they're they're false gods. Do not ever look to government as your god. And that's what communism is. Communism is where they completely dethrone God in society, not up in heaven cuz that would never happen because God is God. Like you can't dethrone him, but communism gets people to doubt God, they outlaw and ban religion and and then they make government their god. That is a huge mistake to have communism. Huge. But yet we have some very far liberal left people that they are very communist and marxist and and how they think, how they vote, how they do things. That is not the American way and it's not God's way. Like let me put it this way. If Israelites had been practicing Marxism or communism or socialism they would have never been requesting to go worship their god and they would have never been released from pharaoh's grip but because for over 400 years technically they honored god by remembering him by worshiping him they never gave up on god they knew that he would deliver them and because they did not give up he did not give up on them see it's it's as i've always said don't ever settle for less than god's best it doesn't matter what empty promises your pharaoh makes to you it's never whatever he's promising you is never as good as what god has in store for you i will go ahead and end this podcast but as usual until next time i pray that you're happy healthy and whole that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week thank you so much bye bye
Thank you. 